You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 76 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for sharing with your friends and family. Thank you for leaving reviews and ratings. We greatly appreciate it. One trick that a lot of people do with podcasts is ask their listeners to take a screenshot and post it in their Instagram story and tag them. That way we can brag on you for listening. So if you feel like doing that, go for it and we'll repost it. We got a pretty special episode for you today. We're going to take a deep dive into a topic. This one goes out to all of our vegetarian listeners, vegan listeners, or just people who are trying to eat less meat in general. This one, this podcast is going to give you all the information you need to still build and maintain muscle while transitioning or being on a mostly or completely vegetarian diet. How about that? But before we get into that topic, we of course have to thank our sponsor for the week. If anybody's been watching our Instagram story for the last week or so, they've probably saw this one coming. We're sponsored by Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I didn't realize until I posted that just how religious people are about Dr. Pepper and Diet Dr. Pepper, but I've been educated because of it. And I feel <laughs> You've like been I'm educated a, on Dr. Pepper. I feel like I'm a better person <laughs> because of it. Uh, I basically triggered a lot of people because I said that I didn't like it. Your friend Essence was here visiting us, and she bought a 12-pack of Diet Dr. Pepper, and there was a bunch left over, so I thought, hey, let me try this. Need Not just any caffeine. Dr. Pepper, but the mini cans. Like, when you hold it, like, you could crush it in your hand. They're, they're like <laughs> yeah. six ounces of It's for when drink. you're just a little thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> they're so funny. But it turns out I don't like the taste of Diet Dr. Pepper. Call me a purist. I'll stick with Coke Zero when I want a Diet Soda or a Diet Dr. Pepper. I mean, a Diet Root Beer. But yeah, people were uh, people were pretty upset about that. Like I said, especially here in Texas. Well, yeah, I mean to be honest, I I I've never liked Dr. Pepper even back when I used to drink soda. I didn't. It was I was always Coke. I never liked the flavor <laughs> of Dr. Pepper. So sorry. It's a pretty specific it's, taste. It is. And then uh, but I know I, was, I know people. There are some people that are diehard Dr. Pepper fans. Yeah, so like I they get got it. like Do Dr. Pepper tattoos and stuff. <laughs> but I also learned that there's apparently a big. Uh, difference in taste between diet dr pepper dr pepper and dr pepper zero mm -hmm. and some people say the diet dr pepper <laughs> i'm so confused by <laughs> this the dr pepper zero and the dr pepper zero oh, vanilla gosh. there's too many of these now I know, th that they taste better than the diet so i think i'm going to try <laughs> maybe i'll just get one bottle <laughs> yeah, get of, one the, bottle. of the dr pepper zero and oh, stay gosh. tuned for my review maybe they'll sponsor next week's i, I do think episode. it is confusing for someone who doesn't partake but why are why is there like diet whatever and then whatever zero like diet coke and then coke zero and, and then coke zero sugar like what yeah. what what are the differences between those three i understand it's different than just regular coke yeah. but why are there so many all, diet versions yeah there are well, different flavors i guess but i don't i don't know it, well why is there so many different versions of water you can get you can get dasani you can get oh, no. evian those are different companies this is the same company it is just strange but 
But it, it makes me laugh because I remember like going to restaurants before and it's like, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> Don't get all choked oh, up. Gosh. Like if a restaurant was like a Pepsi restaurant, oh, I would get so up mad. I was like, I want Coke. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would be like disappointed in my whole meal because it's just like, man, yeah. this restaurant only serves Pepsi. Or they, you'd be like, I'll take a Sprite. Yeah, and like say, we just have 7-Up. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not having a 7-Up. <laughs> I'll take a Mountain Dew. We have Sierra Mist. <laughs> like you're killing me. <laughs> Funny. If you like water, your life can be a lot simpler. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I want to do a win of the week this week. Um, this is a really cool one, I feel like, just because of how this uh, client came to find us. Um, so before I read the comment that he left in True Coach, do you want to just kind of mention real quick how how this guy became a client? Yeah. yeah, this guy became a client because his wife is a client. And at first he was just working out with his wife. I would kind of notice like someone's working out with you. And you know, was, she's like, oh, it's my husband working out with me. I'm like, well, that is so cool. And then, lo and behold, uh, a few months down the road, he becomes the client himself and has just absolutely been crushing it. And it's just, just a joy to, but they're both just a joy to work with. Yep. And both of their progress is just amazing. So yeah. read the win of the week. So shout out to Shannon who this is her husband who left this yeah. comment, whose name is Dan. He said, just wanted to comment generally on my digital barbell experience so far. I have to say that I'm thoroughly impressed with the results. The difference I notice is huge, not only in appearance, but also the strength. I look forward to working out now as I know the results will be apparent down the road. I also really like the emails that you and Jonathan <laughs> send out. Seems like lately you guys are somehow reading my mind. I love it. I'm very satisfied with the results so far, and I don't have any intention of quitting. I can't wait to see what happens in the next three months and beyond. I get comments all the time from my coworkers because the weight loss itself was a huge change, but add the working out, but add working out for the last three months or so to that, and there's a striking difference. So I tell them about Digital Barbell all Aww. the time. I don't think any of them have subscribed <laughs> yet, but starting is always the hardest part. I'll keep pushing them. So yeah, that was that was really nice of yeah. him. Just a little bit of backstory. Um, Dan absolutely crushed quite a bit of fat loss before he even started working with us. Mm -hmm. um, and now he now that he's doing a training program with us also he's really building some strength and yeah. muscle to go along with the weight loss that he's accomplished so. and that you know that's not always that's not what we go into these kind of things for is like oh so people will notice notice my changes but it's it is so rewarding when someone does like if like he's saying his coworkers are pointing out like they notice a change a physical change in him which is just really cool because he's been putting in all this hard work yeah and yeah, that's just like some validation to and all the one thing that he said that I really love, and it's kind of like where I feel like I'm at with my journey with fitness, is that he said that he's excited about see what happens, what's going to happen in the next three months and, and beyond. beyond. Yeah. Like he has the expectation that every day he goes out and does his workouts, he's, you know, putting a deposit yes. in the bank and he's going to look back in the future and right. be like, man, that really paid off. Because we know these aren't immediate changes that we're working on. It's not like you go in the gym and you do a few curls and then you look down and like, oh, look at my bicep. <laughs> you know, it doesn't happen like that. So it's cool that he's he's no, he's noticing that, that it's just going to take work compiling on itself yeah. to make those changes. So Dan, if you're listening to this, we are super proud of you. We appreciate you. And Shannon, if you're listening to this, we appreciate the example that you set for him Definitely. and continue to set that have just uh, contributed to him wanting to improve his yes. health. So that's awesome. All right, win of the week in the books. That was a good one. All right, so let's get into today's topic. Are you a vegetarian or thinking about becoming a vegetarian, but you also want to maintain and build muscle? Has someone told you that it's impossible to do so? 
Well, we're going to set the record straight in today's podcast. According to a 2018 Gallup poll, about 10% of Americans say that they're vegetarians. Vegetarianism, try saying that word three times fast, can take on many different varieties, but the most common is to eliminate meat, fish, and poultry. Lacto-ovo vegetarians typically still eat eggs and dairy. Some people make the decision to eliminate meat for moral reasons, while others do it based on the belief that it will improve their overall health. We'll do another episode about whether or not a vegetarian diet is necessarily healthier in the near future. For now, we're going to help all of you that are avoiding meat make sure you're still making gains in the gym. Which brings up the question, can you in fact get big and strong as a vegetarian? Can you get a physique that will turn heads and make your friends jealous if you aren't eating things like chicken, beef, and whey protein shakes? Good news, y'all. You 100% absolutely can, but not without applying the knowledge gains you're about to get in this episode. A 2009 study done in Finland confirmed the importance of eating animal protein as it relates to muscle mass. This is why it's critical as a vegetarian to know what you're doing if you do want to maintain your strength and size and be able to build even more muscle. If you apply the nutrition and training concepts in this episode, you'll still succeed even without eating meat. So let's start with some basic principles that need to be addressed when it comes to building muscle, regardless of whether you're going to be a vegetarian, a vegan, a pescatarian, or a meat-eating carnivore. Let's all agree that calories are our main energy source. So the main factor in weight gain or loss is calories in versus calories out. It really is that simple. If you want to maintain your body weight, you need to eat around the same number of calories that you're burning. If you want to gain muscle, you need to be eating more calories than you're burning. If you want to lose fat, you need to be eating less calories than you're burning. The bottom line is that if your goal is to make gains, you know, get some muscle up on you, then you need to be in a positive energy balance. You need to be eating more calories than you're burning. You don't want to be losing weight. Don't take for granted that there's more than one side of this equation, though. On one side is the food that you're eating, and on the other side is the number of calories that you're burning. If you're currently doing a bunch of cardio each week, you could potentially limit that side of the equation while keeping the amount of food you're eating the same as it is now and build muscle. This is true even if you aren't a vegetarian. All right, we've addressed the need for some excess calories in your life in order to build muscle as a vegetarian. Let's look at the single most important nutritional factor besides overall calories when it comes to building muscle as a vegetarian. I'm talking specifically about protein intake. I hope we don't have to convince you that a high protein, high carb diet is the most effective diet for building muscle. It's been researched to death and the jury is in. High protein diets crush low protein diets when it comes to getting big and strong. But as a vegetarian, you can't eat meat. The part about that that we need to overcome is that animal protein is the most convenient and effective way to get the amino acids that our bodies need to make and maintain muscle. If you'll remember, there are 21 amino acids required to sustain our existence, you know, to stay alive. Our bodies can make all but nine of those. Those nine that we can't make on our own have to be gotten from the food that we eat. We call those nine the essential amino acids. They're histidine, isoleucine, leucine, lysine, methionine, phenylalanine, threonine, tryptophan, and valine. I bet you recognize tryptophan as the one most often brought up at Thanksgiving. So one of these essential amino acids in particular is important when it comes to muscle growth, leucine. 
When we eat sufficient leucine in a meal, about three grams, it sends a signal to our muscles to get to work building and repairing themselves. This process is also known as mTOR, or muscle protein synthesis. A good rule of thumb to use to know that you're getting about three grams of leucine per meal is to shoot for at least 30 or more grams of protein in the meal. And eating three to five meals per day that trigger muscle protein synthesis is a great way to maximize your chances of building the most muscle and strength. Okay, so what's the big deal? A lot of foods have protein, right? That's true, but you see, not all protein sources have the same breakdown of those amino acids that we talked about earlier, and not all of them are digested and absorbed as easily as others. If you've ever heard of the term bioavailability, that's what this means. Not all protein sources are as bioavailable as others. So while just about every fruit and vegetable on the vegetarian diet does have essential amino acids, they might have very little and or very little bioavailable protein. Let's look at a real life example comparing an animal protein to a vegetable and other foods. To get three grams of leucine from a chicken breast, you only need to eat about four ounces of one. To get three grams of leucine from kale, you'd need to eat about 19 cups. How about eating six cups of quinoa or over three cups of beans to hit that three grams of leucine? I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in canceling my plans for the day so that I can eat all of that kale and beans. The fact is that most vegetarians don't end up adjusting their food intake appropriately to make up for this lack of quality protein when they switch to a vegetarian diet. This unintentional transition to a low protein diet ultimately leads them to losing muscle mass and strength in an overall loose look known as being skinny fat. If you haven't listened to our episode 61 about what skinny fat is and exactly how to fix it, be sure and check it out. If you already have a lot of muscle mass, it'll probably take longer for you to notice that you are losing muscle than if you were pretty small to start with. But lucky for you, you're listening to this episode and we can help you still make gains on a vegetarian diet. If you're a lacto-ovo vegetarian, you can still eat eggs and dairy. That's good news because they're easy to get your hands on and they're both rich in high quality bioavailable protein with great amounts of leucine. Here's some numbers for you. I'll put these in the show notes so you don't have to memorize them. A cup of milk has about 10 grams of protein and about a gram of leucine. A half a cup of cottage cheese has 14 grams of protein and about 1.2 grams of leucine. A cup of Greek yogurt has about 23 grams of protein and about 1.3 grams of leucine. One egg has about six grams of protein and about a half a gram of leucine. Those are some great options to start with if you want to build muscle on a vegetarian diet. And those are just some of the egg or dairy options. Another useful strategy to make gains as a vegetarian is to combine multiple relatively high quality protein sources together in the same meal. Let's look at what some of these options are that are not dairy and eggs. A three ounce serving of tempeh, which is fermented soy, has about 20 grams of protein and about 1.4 grams of leucine. Half a cup of cooked lentils has about 9 grams of protein and about 1.3 grams of leucine. A cooked cup of black beans has about 15 grams of protein and 1.2 grams of leucine. And a cooked cup of chickpeas has about 12 grams of protein and about 1 gram of leucine. Not a bad starting place, huh, vegetarian friends? So remember, not all of your protein in a meal has to come from one single food source. You can combine foods to get those magic numbers. Is it going to be a little bit tedious? Maybe at first, but once you find a few combos that you like, you can go from there. So if those are some of the whole food protein options for vegetarians, what about protein supplements and powders? Well, for us meat eaters, whey protein is still the king of protein powders. 
If you're a lacto-ovo vegetarian, you're gold, since you can still have dairy, and whey is made from cow's milk. But what if you're abstaining from dairy, too? Can you still use a protein supplement? Rejoice, meat-shunning listeners. You have options as a non-dairy-consuming vegetarian, too. Not only do you have options, but if you're serious about putting on size and muscle as a vegetarian, I would pretty strongly recommend that you do find a protein powder that you like to ensure that you're meeting your daily needs. Remember how we mentioned that not all protein is created equally, both because of its amino acid content and its bioavailability? Well, one factor in a food's bioavailability is how well our body can absorb and use that food's nutrients. This is something we want to pay close attention to when choosing a vegetarian protein powder. The most popular vegetable-based protein powders we see usually are pea, soy, rice, and hemp. Hemp protein in particular isn't as well absorbed as the other three options I just mentioned, and for that reason we wouldn't recommend it. Pea, soy, and rice options are good choices when it comes to amino acid content. However, we do recommend researching the particular brand that you're interested in, as supplement companies are notorious for diluting their blends down with fillers to save money, which ultimately leaves you with a product that has less of what you need. Look for a brand that's not trying to hide its amino acid content. Remember, you want about 3 grams of leucine per serving. Even though these three options are good as far as protein, there's a mountain of research with a ton of conflicting information and confusion around soy protein. The claims against soy protein range from the large quantity of GMO soy on the market to claims that men using soy have elevated levels of female sex hormones to increased risk of cancer with high soy intake. We can't tell you if all of the scary things about soy are true or not. There's just too much conflicting information and people with skin in the game to say for sure. We choose to abstain from supplementing with soy protein because there's just too many other good options available. Our personal preference when choosing a veggie-based protein powder is pea because of its bioavailability, proven track record, and its total protein content. Your mind should be spinning with ideas now of how you as a vegetarian can start making sure that you get enough protein in your diet in order to build and maintain muscle. But you might be wondering how much protein is enough. Well, I'm glad you asked. Recent research shows that the sweet spot for most adults is between 0.8 and 1.2 grams per day per pound that you weigh. If your goal is fat loss, or if you're over 40, skew towards the higher side of that range. So if you're a 125-pound woman, that would mean that getting between 100 and 150 grams of combined protein per day would be ideal. Now, since Digital Barbell is all about nutrition and training, there's three more things we want to make sure that you know when it comes to making gains and putting on size. The first thing is just that, your training. If you're not doing the right things in the gym, you're only going to get so far. Our Muscle Growth 101 blog article went into deep depth on this and what you need to be doing to grow muscle. I'll link to it in the show notes for you. Until you read it, here's what you need to know. You need to be focusing on lifting weights. Not just any weights, heavy weights that get heavier over time. Not heavy for me or heavy for the Instagram influencers you see, but heavy for you and your abilities. You also need to be working in sets that bring your muscles pretty darn close to failure. You also need to emphasize the compound lifts that use large groups of muscles that can be loaded heavily. These compound lifts are the squat, the deadlift, the overhead press, and the bench press. If you're planning on building much muscle and don't take these things into consideration, you're going to be sadly disappointed. The second factor you need to consider is your carbohydrate intake. Research shows that higher carbohydrate diets support muscle gain and retention better than low carbohydrate diets. 
If you're putting in the work in the gym, you're not only going to want those carbohydrates for extra energy to push hard in your workouts, but also to support recovery and build new tissue. That brings us to the last point, which is recovery. It's easy to think that all this fatigue and muscular damage that you feel happening when you're in the gym is making you bigger and stronger. But the truth is, when you're in the gym lifting those weights, we're just damaging our muscles. We're breaking them down further and further with each rep. The only way we get bigger and stronger is to recover from those damaging workouts. Recovery means many things, but the keystones are sleep and nutrition. If you're neglecting either of those, you're leaving muscle on the table, so to speak. Take care of your recovery and your body will reward you. Okay, we covered a lot of ground in this episode, so let's recap the main takeaways if you're trying to continue making gains as a vegetarian. Number one, if somebody tells you it's impossible to get big and strong as a vegetarian, don't believe them. It is, however, going to take more planning and attention to detail than your carnivore friends. Number two, be sure you're eating enough total calories. If you're trying to grow and aren't eating more calories than your body needs, you're not going to make any progress. Number three, replace the protein that you're missing from eliminating meat. Number four, pay close attention to the amino acid content of your main sources of protein. Shoot for meals with about three grams of leucine three to five times per day. Number five, Use the right protein supplements as needed, whey, pea, or rice. Number six, get enough protein. Shoot for about 0.8 to 1.2 grams per day per pound that you weigh. Number seven, train smart. Focus on compound lifts that get heavier and heavier over time. Number eight, eat carbs. Carbs help build and maintain muscle, and they provide the energy you need for those tough workouts. Number nine, recover. Get seven or eight hours of sleep and pay attention to your overall nutrition. There you go, and now you know. If you choose to be a vegetarian, you can move forward with confidence, knowing you're making the right choices to get and stay big and strong. If you have questions, shoot me an email at jonathan at digitalbarbell.com. And if you want to partner in your fitness journey, you can apply for coaching in the link in the show notes. Have a great day, friends. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.